It's time for another episode of Play Action Pass, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, welcome to the Play Action Pass podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Matt May FF. Another name change on Twitter, just to keep the people guessing. Moved away from the stat man because the uh, the stats were few and far between. Uh, joined <laughs> as always by uh, Tony Lightside Seven. How you doing, Tony? Right? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very good well. stuff. And another regular now. I mean, we can't say he's a guest. He's a co-host. Rob, how you doing, mate? I'm good, Matt. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, we were just talking off air about the sleeper app. Um, I've had nightmares this morning, but it's all fixed thanks to no. yourself. So yeah, happy days. Yeah, you're in the you're in the in the one percent. I'd say the lights, the white mode rather than the dark mode. But uh, I mean, we love a debate on this show, and we had a old debate. age. That's what it is. Nah, I'm not saying eyes. I'm not it's saying eyes. That. I can't see. Nice. <laughs> well, yeah. we've got um, we've got a good show today because we're going to talk about trades and we're going to talk about our own trades. Um, so this will be an interesting one. Plenty of debate, as always. I can imagine. Um, we'll scroll back through a couple of trades that have been done in our dynasty leagues, and then maybe if we've got a bit of time at the end, we'll chuck a few out that um, I've come across on Twitter. Uh, and uh, and roll on from there. So, Tone, do you want to add anything to the uh, to what no, this is about the MO? Yeah, just this dynasty. We we won't bother telling you about the formats and all that. It's mainly Superflex and it's mainly tight end premium. So, forget about just introducing what league it was. I think we just get straight into the players. You know, everyone knows just dynasty because we're trading at this time of the year. So, uh, let's just get to it. I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess the other caveat is obviously with all of these things, when you're trading in your own leagues, you've got to take into context your own team. Um, so, yeah, look at these uh, through, through that lens as well. Everyone's got their own decisions to make when they're looking at their own starting lineups. The first one we've got is you, Rob. Uh, you have given away one of your 2022 seconds. So you had a couple of them. You stockpiled them. You were desperate to give them away because you were in and out of my inbox every day. Um, and you managed to take Ramondre Stevenson. So talk us, uh, talk us through the the logic on on putting that one out. Yeah. So um, just a, yeah, a little bit more context on the on the league, just only slightly, but it's a start eleven. Um, so it's quite a shallow starting lineup. But even though Ramondre Stevenson's not a, a household name, I think for me and my roster, this is more I suppose is the just a bit of running back depth. I think I like the players where. Maybe they've had a they showed flashes in their rookie season. Um, they're on a run first team with the with the Patriots. And I think, you know, there's a there's a chance, there's no guarantees. It could be a Damian Harris show, but it's a chance that he could get the, you know, he can get the lead role. They're talking about him as a third down back. If he has a good, you know, if he starts off well, um, or, you know, grabs the job, there's opportunity, man, just to flip him. You know, he's not a player that I would probably keep long term just because he's a patriot and you can never you can never guarantee anything, but I think if he has a, a good spell and I can swap that second into a first, then a happy days. And obviously, it gives me a bit of depth as well on the running back side. If I'm going to make a push this year, you need to have lots of running backs and definitely ones that are, you know are going to have see the field. You know, we can all have the handcuffs and the you know the dart shots, but if they don't play, um, then obviously you're going to struggle all season. So you need players as well that they're actually going to see the field. Yeah, yeah. Tony, totally. got anything to build on that? Yeah, no, I like the, the reason why I like this trade. I look thinking about 
Ramondre Stevenson and the situation that he's in uh, with the Patriots. I think they'll just let Harris. I don't think they're going to renew Harris. They're not a team that renews running backs. Um, they let Sony Michelle work, walk, obviously, and they drafted him the first round. Um, and the fact that they've drafted so many this year makes me think they're not going to up Damien Harris's when it comes to the time to renew him. So that would automatically leave Stevenson in the driving seat with the likes of Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris. Who else did they draft? You know, they've got about six running backs on their team at the moment. He's got James um, White as well, and he, but he's on that. James White. Yeah, but he's on, he's on something. Yeah, but he's on a short con. Yeah, and he's getting to the end of his career. Well, you say that, but he's a pass-catching specialist. So I just think, yeah, it, another team, I'd be looking at that really scared, that chat, thinking, my God, when's... Uh, Stevenson's going to get a look in, but actually, it makes me think that all these signings and all these, you know, draft picks makes me think they're just going to let Harris. They're just going to get everyone on the rookie deals, let them all run to the end of the course, and just keep cheering them out. And they probably, to be honest, it's the sensible thing, and you know, everyone talks about running backs don't really matter in real life. The Patriots seem to be kind of one step ahead of everyone, just letting their contracts run to the end. Um, and I think Stevenson will pick it up as soon as Harris walks out the door. Stevenson will be number one. It'll just be a conveyor belt. So, yeah, what have you paid? A, a 20, 23 second. 23 second. Yeah, I don't know where it's going to land. Is that a 10-man league, though? Yeah, so, so it'll be a, it's a strong pick, I guess. And, I mean, depends on, I think it was um, the player I traded or the, the second wasn't my own. But I looking at the players, that the second that I've given away, his squad is quite young. So it's likely to be a mid, mid you know, Mid at yeah. the worst, I think. So it's, it's a it's a strong second. So you know he's got he's got good value for him. Um, you could be looking at player what fourteen. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. And and if there's four or five quarterbacks, you know that that's a good player next year. That is a, that is a that's a good pick. So you've paid for him. Um, and you probably paid over the odds if I'm honest. Looking at yeah, his, slightly. You know, direct yeah. trade value, I would say, but that doesn't matter if you need if you you, you if you have good. Got to commit, then you. Yeah, yeah. Got to commit to commit to go and try and win it. Then you've got to you've got to push your boat. I I don't know if he's going to help you this year though. So it's definitely a. What he could do as soon as Harris hasn't been, um, he didn't play all games last year, if I remember, did he? So Stevenson had a look in last year at the lead, but I think if Harris is is active, then, you know, are you going to start Stevenson with confidence? No, for sure, and I think the thing that everyone's got to remember in run, with a running back is the ninety is a good ninety percent plus chance that they will miss a game, if not multiple, every yeah. year. There's not many running backs who go a full season. So, if he misses just one or two games, and they can start him in key times, then it's a benefit. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Okay, let's move on to. Uh... To one of your trades, Tom. It's a bit further further back now, but 17 days ago, if you remember, Mike Williams <laughs> and a 2023 third um, for a Mary Cooper and a 2023 fourth, which was actually Rob's fourth, which was uh, probably been bounced around a few times in this league. So, Tom, t- you you receiving Mike Williams? Um, yeah, and the 2023 so, third. Um. This is about kind of knowing your league, I think, a little bit, because I know this guy is quite high on Amari Cooper, and I was. Um, and he obviously had a massive spike with the news of Deshaun Watson going there three or four months ago. But I'm sure it, 17 days ago, I don't know where we were in the kind of um, Watson 
trough, you know, site uh, up and downs and up and downs. It, it just felt like more negative news was coming um, with Watson. So I might have been ahead of the curve. I can't remember, but I I know for a fact that you know um, he's very similar for these two players. And I'm, I'm I think I'm ready to win now in that league again. Look, you know, not going too much into the context, but just play player for player. They they they're around the same age. Um, both very high draft capital. Obviously, Mike Williams is top ten pick. So, uh, Cooper was up there as well. Cooper's been in the league slightly a little bit longer, but really, um, and he's more of a obviously a, a right runner compared to Mike Williams, who's more contested catches and red zone. Although last year, you know, his touchdowns were quite low, and he still produced. So that that's kind of something that I liked last year with Herbert. Um, He's just signed a new deal. Um, so is Cooper, actually. So they're both locked in for their teams for a few years. The only thing is, obviously, Cooper Cooper is the number one on their team. I, I do like to have the number one option. Um, but I, I, this could be the year that it switches, you know, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. It, it really could be. Um, and I'm kind of banking on that. And, for, you know, forget about the thirds and fourths, really. That it, 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 These two are so closely linked on pretty much every dynasty value chart that um, it was more or less a straight swap. And I just think that Mike Williams is going to outproduce Amari Cooper this year because of the uncertainty of Watson. He's going to miss some games and that'll be enough to put Mike Williams ahead, in my opinion. So I um, made the trade. And I'm happy nice. about it, I think. Yeah, Rob, what, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think um, certainly this year you've got to fancy Williams, especially now with Deshaun Watson news not looking great that he's likely to miss time, if not the whole season. I mean, look at the rosters of this this trade was done. I don't, I'm not really a, a lateral wide receiver for wide receiver sort of you know or anything like that running back running back sort of person. I think if it, if it's some you know a pick or bigger pick for one than the other, great. You know you can see what you know you're tearing down, you're tearing up. But when it's sort of you know a complete lateral there's got to be some context. I guess the only thing I you know, looking at it, I think the guy he's traded with is probably not competing this year. And in his mind, this is what I'm guessing next mm-hmm. year, Watson's back. Then Cooper's the number one. He's going to have a good, you know, he's likely to be better than Williams. You know, if you, if you look at it next year and they both got their quarterbacks or if they had them this year, I probably lean Cooper slightly because like Tony said, he's the number one, even though it's not a, a you know, a passing offense as such compared to, the uh, the charges, but yeah, um, overall, yeah, he's a win now. It's a good, it's a good move for him. They're about, the values are about right, you know. There's, there's no, there's no um, debate in the values. I think it's just two, two teams in two different ways, really, going different pictures. Yeah, nice. We'll go back a couple of days before that. Um, this is not a trade that involved any of us, although it is Tony's. Uh, 2023 first round that was uh, exchanged. But it was T. Higgins for Jerry Judy and the 2023 first. Tony, you first. What, what were your initial thoughts on this trade in the 10-man league? Um, I must have missed this one because I can't remember <laughs> it. But is it... So, yeah, I mean... I think I think I would probably I lean towards Judy in the first, if I'm honest. That 2023 first, um, the value is only going to get bigger from now on. Judy is still an unknown what he's going to do with with uh, with Russell Wilson. So obviously, Sutton, Judy, Patrick, Hamler, Albert O. There's load. There's five. There's five players there that I just read off. Wilson could lock into any of them as his number one. 
But I, I just think he's a good enough quarterback to, number one, give the the kind of coaching staff enough enough kind of confidence to throw a little bit more. So I think the passive volume of Denver goes up. Um, if Judy is as good as we all think he was coming out of college, which, you know, we we were raving on about how quick he was coming out in and out of his breaks. We didn't really see any of that because of his injury last year. It took him out for six or seven games. And he, I don't think he was right when he came back. Um, Wilson is going to like the guys that separate a little bit more. He did lock on to lock it a little bit more than Metcalf, um, which probably suits the likes of Judy and Hamlin a little bit more than certain than Patrick. But I, I'm, I'm okay doing that with the first, I think. If it was anything, I think it was a fair trade. Um, Higgins is forever going to be the number two, really. Chase is just coming on his rookie deal. So, you know, you're going back to having the number one on the office. There's a chance that Judy is the number one on a Russell Wilson offense. And there'll probably be never a chance that Higgins is going to be the number one on a Burrow-led offense. And I, I still think we've seen the best of the Cincinnati offense last year. I mean, they were they were incredible last year. Um, and I don't know if that continues. So, yeah, I, I would probably slightly lean on that side. But obviously, the Higgins is the better receiver out of them both. And it's just the value of that pick. Um, how does that accrue over time? Which I think it will. Um, looking at next year's uh, draft class. So I'd probably lean that side, but it's close. Yeah, nice. Nice breakdown. Thank you for that. Um, Rob, anything to build on there? No, not not a lot. I think, um, yeah, the twenty three first at the moment. I mean, when I listen to other podcasts, they especially the American ones, they value these twenty three first like like gold, um, and they seem to be happy to give away anything for a straight twenty three first. So, um, it is it is a lot to pay. But I think the thing with Higgins that we we didn't mention was that he might not get another contract with the Bengals. So there's a good chance that he might not be a number two he might actually be a number one with someone else because he's that good. Um, mm. The Bengals are not likely, I've heard, they're not likely to be able to pay him and then chase her a year or two later down the track um, and Burrow. Uh, so so there's a chance that he might find new pastures. And then if he does, and he's a wide receiver one somewhere else, then obviously he's going to add even more value. But he's a great, you know, he's a great player. Judy's got a lot of unknowns. I mean, it's a fair trade, I think, but just because Judy hasn't done anything. So you, you can't keep going on the player in his third year thinking he's worth all this when he hasn't actually put up a thousand, thousand yards receiving or anything like that. So, so yeah, I lean the Higgins side slightly, but it's, yeah, it's a fair trade for sure. Nice. All right, let's move on to one between you and I then, Rob. So I gave you Travis Kelsey, the tight end. Uh, and you gave me George Kittle and a 2023 second round. Let's have Tony's thoughts first on this one as a neutral. Um, and then we can, uh, you and I, Rob, can explain how you won that trade. So, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, in, in terms of straight value, if you asked, if you put this poll on Twitter, Kittle side would win, I think. Because there is an argument that he's already ahead of Kelsey in Dynasty because of the age and the fact that some people think that Kelsey might be actually either at his peak or coming down from his peak. Because if you look at his ADOT and actually advanced stats from last year, they all came down. Um, and it was the first time he wasn't the number one tight end in six years, I think. He was number two to, to Mark Andrews, 
So the previous five years, he was tight end one. Um, so there's, there's, there are a few out there that think, you know, he's down, he's, he's coming down the slope on the other side. Um, and whereas Kittle is, has got all those unknowns for the quarterback. We, you know, we can go through all those things. You know, never seen Ayu, Debo Samuel, and Kittle on the same side. I, 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 just out of context, I'd probably go with the Kelsey, uh, the Kelsey side of this trade. But I think there are many out there that would click the Kittle side. Um, and I think there are many that would think the Kittle side won just because, you know, he's 28, 29. So he's already got three or four years on Kelsey anyway. Um, but I just think there's, like I said, I, I Kelsey, this is going to be the Kelsey year, I think, without Hill and with Juju and MVS. I think Mahomes has got to be more comfortable throwing it at Kelsey than those at the moment, unless they get some sort of rapport of a training camp, but that's not guaranteed. So, yeah, um, if you win now, it's Kelsey. Um, and even there, there, there is a chance that Kittle just doesn't become that top top player. So, you know, that's why I would take Kelsey's side. But I think I'd be amazed if this one, if they, we put this poll on Twitter, I'd be amazed if, if the Kelsey side won um, because of the love out there for Kittle. But he's got to show something with Lance this year. Um, and it looks like Devo's not going anywhere, so that's probably hurt him a little bit as well. Yeah, I agree with that. I think when this trade came in, I mean, this was a this was a real. I had to think about this one because I could make a clear case for keeping Kelsey. Obviously, as you've mentioned, Tony, I think he's going to be he's going to be the um, the reliable source now. Looking at that Chiefs offense, he's going to. And I know there's the potential regression, but I think he's still got that year in him. For me, Kelsey is the win right right now and Kittle was was still in that tier of win now and because and this is where the context of team comes in because I'm looking at my core of wide receivers where I've got Hill I've got Keenan Allen um, I've got Cooper Cup I've got four solid running backs as well I could afford to take the slight drop on my tight end position to Kittle and then pick up the pick so that was my sort of rationale um, and also, I don't want to be left holding the bag when Kelsey does drop off. But at the same time, it was so hard to let a player of Kelsey's elite status go, knowing that I'm giving away what will be, you know, he will clearly, for me, outscore Kittle this year. And I'll have to watch that from a distance. And like we said, we don't know if Kittle's actually going to reach those heights. Um but yeah, it was an, it was enough for me to take the, the slight drop. Those average points per game difference between the two was enough for me because I know I can make it up elsewhere in my team. And then I wanted to get my hands on there. So well, yeah, be my pick. Go on. Yeah. Then. So in the last six in the last six years, this that, that was Kelsey's lowest yards per target, um, and he came second. So he had the second fewest yards and. The, the lowest yards per target yards per catch was the lowest as well and just watching him i you know i i mean i had him in our league that we won and he um that i you know the one that our redraft league he the one that i won this year or last year did you win that one i I did win that one yeah the redraft one yeah i won it (laughs) four times um (laughs) he his uh he was on his snap percentage I'm gonna have a quick look at this on on sleeper because I didn't see him on. The, I saw him coming off the field a lot more last year than any other year, um, and it won't take me long to find it out. 
yeah, so the back end of last year, he's down at 77, 74, 78, 79, 77. So there's six games in a row that he, he was lower than 80% snap share, okay? I guarantee you, if I look back in the last five, six years, they'll all be higher than 80. Um, so let me just quickly look at that. He's in the 90s in 2019, didn't drop below 80. Um, you know, 90s in 2018. Every single game's in the 90s in 2017. So the last five years, it, I mean, his snaps percentage has gone down by about 15% there. Now, that doesn't sound a lot, but I did see Noah Gray trotting onto the field a lot last year, and I was watching him, obviously, closely down the stretch. So, th yeah, there are people out there that think he might be... Um, Pass is best, probably not good news now for Roberto to listen to that. But if you look at his games closely last year towards the back end, he was trotting off the field a bit, which probably does scare me. And he was still putting up the fantasy points. You know, that game against LA, LA Chargers, he scored 48. Remember that overtime game? Um, that was week 15. I mean, if you had him that week, you were just cruising into the next round of the playoffs. So he's going to do that where, where, where Kittle probably won't. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and Rob, go on, remind us that we're talking about Travis Kelsey here. Why did you go after? No, yeah, I think, again, this is all, it's got to be context of your team. So for me, you know, being, trying to keep it as modest as I can, but my team is probably, if not the strongest team for the last three years, and I haven't won it. So there's not a lot I can really do looking at my squad to make it better, really, without, you know, losing big pieces so the one that I looked at out of all the pieces that I had was the was the tight end position and I think you know if I can get that extra extra points in a game that you know in the playoffs or whatever it might be then I'd rather have the number one tight end even though I know long longevity it's not he's not going to do it and I'll probably have this year maybe next year or it could be flat on my face but I you know I'm I'm confident that if he stays fit he's going to have a big season uh, no hill, as Tony said, he's going to see the targets. I think he did come off a little bit because he, I think he had an injury last year later on, so that might be the reason the snaps. I know, I know he was struggling with a, I can't remember if it was a, a back or a calf, but he had something like week twelve or week thirteen, and I think he carried that on for a bit. So they might have been just easing him up a bit. But overall, I think you know, I didn't want to give up the second. I think, I think value-wise, Kittle and the second is is the stronger play. You know, if someone put that and I wasn't involved, I would say Kittle and the second, especially the second. You've already said, Matt, the second is a very early second. I didn't want to give that up. Initially, I I offered um, a late second, and you obviously counted, and I. I, you know, I wanted him, so I didn't mind doing it at the end. So I think you've got the value. You've got the four years. I think Kittle's had a big year. So it's not like he's never done it. He's had, I think, his first or a second year in the league. His breakout year was tremendous. I can't remember. He put it like 12, 1300, and he put it like eight touchdowns or something like that. So, you know, on any given day, though, those both of them can produce. So I don't think you've, you may have lost it on a, um, I suppose, on a consistent basis. But you could be in a playoff match and Kittle could score you 30 points. I think he did it last year. He scored a, a couple of big ones. So, yeah, it is a slight down chin. I think your team, as you said, is, is starting to age slightly. I also noticed when I did this trade that you had no other picks for next year. So, again, it incentivizes you to have a top-end tight end and take the pick. So, for me, you know, it's um, it just makes me... You know, I can't, on paper, I can't get any stronger, I don't think, um, across the board. So it's just end of the luck end. And the end of the day, if, if, if I'm, you know, if I get it at the run of the green, then I've got a good chance. But if not, then obviously I'll be holding the bag, as you said. <laughs> so we'll, well see. Yeah. And, and there's two really good 
sort of lesson takeaways from what you've said there one being knowing your trade partner like you said you've, you've done the due diligence you've looked at my team you've looked at you know you can incentivize a trade by offering me a pick because you know i don't have them um yeah so you know it, it is that and then the other part of that is just getting your guy if you want to go and get kelsey then go and get him like you said i counted and you accepted and, and there you go you know um there's, yeah. there's going to be those trades where you're not trying to win the trade you're just trying to get the player um and if you've got to offer up a little bit then then get it done and I'm if you're that, yeah. winning the championship at the end of the year you know, well, exactly. but like, yeah i'm more in the mindset of that now i think um i think gone on the days where people say oh you, you know you've won the trade you've you've done him over on whatever i think for me is if you really like someone and the other person is just you know they want to you want you to overpay and you believe in them, then you got it. You just do it. You know, if you've got the, you've got the, you know, the power, the picks, whatever, to do it, then just do it. I think, um, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's your team. It's who you want. Go for it. Like, you know, obviously, if it's completely rinse you, but but you you want you want to be uh-huh. you want to you want to take your players, you know. And if you have to pay up for them because you know they were, you know, for you they're the ones you want, then then do it. Absolutely. Um, right. Speaking of completely rinsing people, we got a we got a trade here between Tony and Joe. So uh, you know the history of these two great trade partners, dance partners in Dynasty many a time. Um, so, Tony, you took Hollywood Brown, a 2024 second and a 2023 second. You gave up Tyler Lockett, Mooney, and a 2023 second, which belonged to Rob. Do you remember yeah. this trade? And do you want to talk I do remember this one. Yeah. Um talk you through this one so where was I going I think this was before the Grunk retirement I think so I was thinking actually I had a good chance in this league to, to compete so I might change my tack now a little bit Grunk, Grunk retiring does hurt me at the tight end um, I think I got Ertz and um, maybe just Ertz Frymouth maybe but but I, I thought with Grunk in there as well at tight end I probably had a good shot the only thing is I had Hopkins <clears throat> and um I don't think Mooney, so Lockett, obviously, I, I can't see, even if Baker goes there, um, he, he's getting up in age. Um, and I know the trade partner, and like Lockett, he does always produce, we're about to talk about him on a redraft league uh, podcast recently. Um, but at the moment, they still got, they haven't got much at QB there. So I mean, he might, he might turn into like a straight 2024 second, if you know, if you match them up. Mooney, Mooney and Brian are very close, but Mooney, last year um only really popped with Danny Dalton a quarterback it, it if you if you're buying into Mooney you're buying into fields so there's two there's two um unknowns there for me can Mooney be a number one without Robinson on the other side because even when Robinson was bad last year he was taking the number one quarterback so I had a look at that and Mooney was producing against the second string or second quarterback uh, quarterback um, even when, you know, Mooney was outproducing Robertson. And the second thing then is really, um, Fields really didn't show a connection with Mooney, or, or he did, but he didn't really project him. So you're banking on two kind of things to change there. That, that was enough for me to kind of go with Marquise Brown, who will step into that number one role for six weeks without Hopkins. Um, I like the, the Cardinals offense, fast paced and all that. We've talked about that before, Matthew. Um Kyler Murray was really good on the deep ball, so it matches up with Marquise Brown's skill set. Um, 
I still think he has a role when Hopkins comes back. I'll probably end up playing all three Hopkins, Marquis Brown, and Ertz. Um, might hurt me, but that I'm not really worried about that kind of team build in Dynasty. Um, at the end of the day, the Cardinals paid a first for Marquis Brown during the draft. So he still got that, and he was a first round pick. So Mooney wasn't. So, you know, he's probably still the better prospect. They're very similar in age, not too far away. So, yeah, um, the seconds and all that kind of swap in and unlock it, I'd take them out of the way, really. You know, they, they kind of counteract each other. It's pretty much a Brown from, from Mooney swap when you uh, dissect it all. And I think Brown will probably outscore him this year. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a bold take, unless I'm wrong. <laughs> Someone tell me if you think that's uh, incorrect. Rob might tell me, or, or might not go on Rob. <laughs> no, I like Brain this year. Um, but yeah, I like Mooney as well. I think like, I think Tony said that they are pretty close in, um, especially, I think, I don't know about value going at the end of this year, but I think um, production-wise this year, I'd expect similar numbers. I think, you know, Mooney's going to be the number one. Brain will be for a period of time but may not be the whole season. Um, when I looked at this trade, I was a little bit bamboozled because there were so many seconds and swapping over and, and I, I couldn't get my head around it to start with. But um, but I think, yeah, Tony did a good move on here because I think he traded for Lockett. He, he didn't have Lockett, did you? He traded for Lockett on no, a trade. No, I traded. So Lockett was a, a couple of trades before I give Gesicki. I give away Mike Gesicki. And again, this is, I had I had Gesicki, Gronk, Ertz and Frymouth. And obviously now I've lost Gesicki and Gronk in about three days. Yeah, um, that, that hasn't worked out well, but I think it was a good move no. to start because you, you've sort of linked, you know, you thought about it. If I can get Lockett, yeah. it's a good, it's a good yeah. piece to add to move, you know, to get, to get Brown basically. So I think that was a good move. Obviously the seconds you swapped, I think you're going to, you know, you've got my second has gone away and you're picking up the mm-hmm. person you traded with second. So I think on paper, you've, you've, you've gained a bit there, but I think overall it's, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with the trades, but um, if I had to pick a side, for the, I mean, I'm not looking at it in the dynasty lens because I think the, the two main pieces, Brown and Mooney, are similar aged, um, and I think both could be very good long, you know, long longevity. None of it, like you said, we don't know who's going to be better this year. At the end, we've got our opinions on it, but the rest of the pieces, um, they're all just, fr- you know, they're just all throw-ins. It's, it's just basically mm-hmm. a gamble: who's going to be better this year, Brown or Mooney? And you've gone with Brown. The other guy's gone with Mooney, and and we'll see at the end. I think. Um, uh, yeah, I you know me personally, I prefer I pref- just prefer Brown. I just think it's a better offense than, than the Bears. But I can see both yeah. sides, and I think if he's not competing, then Mooney could have a good future as well. And obviously Hopkins might might stick around. If he's still good, then he might have another year in in Arizona, and then he's not the number one. So yeah, it's a it's a, an interesting trade. But um, but yeah, like we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's I, yeah, I I. I, I, I don't know if Mooney projects to be a number one receiver, whereas Brown showed he could do that with Lamar Jackson. That's all, that's been in my mind. You know, Brown really did pop last year with Jackson until Tyler Huntley came in. I think if you have a look at his numbers, Brown did really well last year. So, um, well, we yeah. had it back and forth, didn't we? We, I mean, we were debating because we had another trade and we were debating. Who oh yeah, our trade was either so, Marquise Brown. That's what I'm about. I was either Daniel Mooney or Robinson, and I was Matthew. back and forth with him, and I just couldn't make my mind up who's going to have a better year. Oh yeah, we're getting so, we're getting so, to that one. So yeah, Tony, talk us through uh, so, through this trade. Then this is this is a good blockbuster trade to finish on. Yeah. So um, 
in the same league that we've been talking about for the last couple of trades, I had I ended up with Tyreek Hill and a 2023 second, and Roberto ended up with Alan Robinson and a 2023 first. So forget about where they are, you know, the mid, let's just call them mid 2023 first and mid 2023 second. Um, the player swap is probably what we want to talk about here. So uh, Roberto did already say that he was after Mooney or he wasn't sure whether to uh, have Robinson and Mooney in that deal. But but basically that's how it ended up with after a few uh, back and forths. I'm quite happy, actually. I was thinking about this um, during during the negotiations and I was thinking I, I'm pretty sure the Robinson and Hill are going to be very close this year, scoring-wise. It doesn't, you know, you look at every single rankings page or whatever and you'll have hill across that's just the name um and and obviously robinson last year um left a sour taste in people's mind um mouths or whatever i think they're gonna be very close robinson's going to the rams um which isn't really pass first i thought it was i had a bit more of a dig into that you know they were middle of the table last year i think stafford was great obviously with cup and people thought they were past happy but if Robinson fits in quite nicely there's the clear number two behind Cup um, and Hill goes over to Miami with Tua and we all know they got one or Gasicki and they got a run first kind of approach now with the San Francisco 49ers uh, coaching staff so yeah you know um, not really sure where to go with this but I did go with the higher value uh, the, the player who's got the higher value which is Hill still in Dynasty um, and I still think he's got some left. Um, and there will be some players who just look at his name maybe halfway through the season. If I'm not liking what he's doing, I can always flip him as well. I feel like I can flip Tyreek Hill um, to players who are not tuned in, maybe. Yeah, in, definitely. On got what's that, going right. on. So he's got, he's, got, he's, got, he's got that name value, yeah. yeah but he did get it. But Roberto's probably happy with the 2023 first. That's probably the main goal for that, I can imagine. Yeah, go on, Rob. Yeah, so for me, um, yeah, it, when I look at this trade again now, I still, I think when people look at trades, if you're not if you're not a hundred percent sold in your mind, then I don't think it's a good trade for you. And I feel like that a little bit because I wasn't sure whether um, whether I wanted to get rid of Hill. I think I've already talked about this team. It's a very strong team, um, but I was thinking more like like Tony said. The main thing was nothing to do with Robinson or Mooney. It was more of a case that I need. I wanted some. I wanted a first for next year. I wanted the depth picks. Um, I think they're going to be very valuable. I can use them in the season. I can use them whenever I like. So, if I had to sacrifice someone, he's my he's my favorite player in the league. Um, I got him pretty much everywhere. I think um, I didn't mind sacrificing because he's obviously change of offense to the Dolphins. I, I still think he's going to be clearly above Robinson in points. I do think that. I think if, if they, you know the talks of two is going to be thrown to him first, then you know he's likely to have a lot of targets and he'd probably be, be, be better. But at the same time, Robinson could do a job for me. He might not even start every week for me, but he's there. It's a good player. If he does have a good season, he'll have some trade value, even if it's you know, at the end of the season, before we get to you know the off season, I could probably trade him if he's had a good season for a good first again. So I like it. Um, it is a risk, uh, especially if I if I lose a couple of wide receivers during the season. 
but their more replacement value for wide receivers is, you know, between Hill and Robinson points per game is probably a couple in it. It's, it's, it's not a lot. I think that's what you've got to look at sometimes, but I think it all for me was about the pick and getting that first. Um, and I, yes, I give back a second, but I think we negotiated back and forth, but I give away mm-hmm. my second, which is, I think it was mine or one of the uh, another contenders, which is going to be a late second. So overall, you know, I'm happy with the pick. I think that was the main thing. And if Robinson does great, Brill, if he's average, so be it. And if he's a flunk, then probably lost it slightly because, you know, I think Hill will be decent. And if he has a good season, Hill, then like Tony said, you can you could get, yeah. get two firsts for him going forward. So even though he's older, but it's a it's a fair, you know, we were both happy, I guess. Oh, I say both happy. Like I said I'm still having doubts, but I think yeah, overall I wanted to pick and I got I got two, you know, I got the extra first. So that was that was the main thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. It, it looks like a fair trade from my point of view. And you've both broken it down. Tony, you've got the, the great asset in Tyree Kill. They're both the same age. Obviously, there is a Sarah Tate from Alan Robinson, both in new offences. Um, we don't know what Alan Robinson's going to do in that offence. And, uh, you know, if he can go for breakfast with staff, then, you know, you never know what could happen. But, uh, but yeah, the picks make it. And I think getting that pick for you, Rob, evens it out on that ceiling that, yeah, yeah it's like tearing off. down, isn't it? It's like tearing yeah. down and tearing up, you know. And, and Tony's teared up, I've teared down basically in, in a nutshell. But, um, mm. so the, the, the only the, the thing that made me say yes at the end was there is a there is a chance the, the Robinson is washed after last year, yeah. And I think I don't think there's that chance with Hill, even though he might be a bit slower. You know, there's there's a little bit really slower. Well, he, I don't think he's slower. I think he's, me, well, he he's only 28. He's not a lot, you know. Yeah, or slower, okay. he'll still be fast. He's still he's, faster um, than everyone else. Yeah, he's no, well, okay. What I'm trying to say is basically, maybe I'd say wrong, but Waddle is there. And what I think Waddle actually, if you had to push me which one's the bigger dynasty asset, I would choose Waddle. I think I would, I would literally swap hell for Waddle in a, in a heartbeat. Um, they they could do similar similar things. So yeah, you know, going back to what I said originally, I think there is a slight chance that Robinson could be washed. So that that's you know, there's a risk there, which I got out of essentially. Um, I don't see that risk with Hill. No, and the twenty three first, like I said, I'm I'm happy with that. I'm comfortable. You know, I know the risks, and if he's if he is complete wash, then I've still got that twenty three first, which is going to accrue value. It is yours. Yeah. So yeah, if you have a good year, then it's not going to be great. But if you don't. And it's a strong pick, and I'll reset the button, you know, or, or get someone else, you know, trade yeah. this season for someone. We'll see. Exactly. Yeah. Good way to wrap up. We go again. It's dynasty. We go again. You keep, you keep on rolling. You keep on keep rebuilding. The trades coming in. Exactly. Um, all right. Me, awesome. you, me, you don't trade much, Matt. Well, I've learned from my past mistakes. I think. Yeah. Well, we will. I'm sure we will. But, but following this now, we will definitely because you'll uh, you'll just bombard me. Um, but yeah, good one to finish on. Um, yeah, really good stuff there. I mean, we could talk about plenty more and there were a couple who spotted across Twitter. Um, so maybe we'll cover a couple of those on next week's episode. Um, yeah, we should do another one of these. I think it was good, good discussion and um, some thought process behind why we're choosing them, which is important. So, you know, it's not like a Twitter poll where you just click a button. There's some context on why we're choosing them. So I think we should do another show like this. If I'm honest. And plus there's not much happening in the in the real world of yeah. the NFL. Just, just July <laughs> training camp, 20th of July or whatever when they all kick off. Another 30 days, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm desperate well, for it. I'm desperate for it to start now. I just want to kick it. I, I can't wait for it to start the season. It's gone on so long, isn't it? Too long. Absolutely. So yeah. So with with that in mind, then guys, anyone listening, um, send us send us your trades um, if you want us to have a look at them. If you're thinking about trading and you're unsure, DM us at underscore play action pass. Um, or any trades you've done and you want us to to rate them or review them, then uh, send them across. We're always we're always keen to talk about this sort of stuff. So uh, so please do send it. And if you want to reach out to any of us individually, at ff underscore light seven is Tony uh, at team bests ten, and he really does think he's got the best team. Is uh, is Rob? Give him a shake, and then me at Matt May ff. And if you give me a shake, then you really are in desperate times. Um, thanks everyone for listening we'll be back next week to talk more trades by the sounds of it and anything else that comes up in the, uh, in the next seven days and cheers for joining guys always good to chat yep yep see you later see you later